Go to MyEverydayDope.com for episodes, merchandise, and more. Dopeness. Everyday dope. The ones who enhance the flow. You know them Bruce Lee roars and possess the glow. Yo, you're the last dragon, so you're good to go. You're giving back to the world or why you're crushing your dough. See, you ain't got to see it. You can just be it. You're the street's hope. Yeah, God told me you're dope. And you're here just to give us some pearls. We appreciate that so we can share with the world. See, you ain't got to see it. You can just be it. You're the street's hope. Yeah, God told me you're dope. Dope to dope to dope dope. You're dope. Dope to dope to Ah, yes, yes, yes. Welcome to Everyday Dope, the podcast about dope people who do dope things. And when do they do these dope things? Well, quite frankly, they do them every day. I'm your host, Mr. Sheffield. Today's guest is going to be love. God's love, romantic love, the love of brother to brother, and the love from parent to child. As Everyday Dope wishes you all a happy Valentine's Day. First person we're going to talk to today is Mr. Michael Armstrong. What's up, Mike? Hey, morning, Sad. <laughs> How you feeling today? Feeling great. It's a great Saturday morning, and uh, we're going to talk about love today. Sounds yeah. good to me. I love love. <laughs> now, I want y'all to know I met uh, Mike across the streets from uh, <laughs> his basketball team, and uh, <laughs> we were matching wits on the basketball court, um, but today we're talking about love. When are you getting back on the sideline? Uh, when you do. Oh, <laughs> Do this thing together. Well, I guess you ain't never going back, sir. I don't know. You can never quite match your wits. So. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of get getting pulled back into it. So something, something's going to happen soon. Look, I'll count some rebounds. Or <laughs> count some rebounds. Yeah, man. No, you're going to put that defense in. That'll work. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start you off with this question right here. Why is God's love so dope? Well, you know, God's love is dope to me because it's everywhere all the time. You know, we know from scripture that God is love. And, um, you know, so without God, there is no love. Mm -hmm. And so all we have to do is tap into that love. And it's surrounding us all the time, but we just got to open our eyes, you know, like Elisha with the chariots of fire, you know, just open those eyes to see where everything comes from. Okay. So how do you suggest we tap into God's love? Um, Well, on a day-to-day basis. On a day, well, first of all, we just got to recognize where it is. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can recognize it through our, the music we listen to, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when we're at our deepest, our lowest, or our happiest and joyous, like we can have a companion in the music. You know, artistic genius gives us the example of God's love. You know, one thing that I love is music. So I, I can express it through there or I can hear it expressed through music. Another thing, obviously, is sports, right? Mm-hmm. So the brotherhood and sisterhood, uh, that we gain through athlete, athletics and sports. You know, I play a little, not very good. And now that I'm older, <laughs> none of us worse. are. <laughs> I do, I do comedy now because I can compete without my hamstrings. <laughs> <That's what. laughs> oh man! So you know, and then also just like the competitive fire, right? That, mm-hmm. Like that helps us reach our excellence and the best that we can be. And I think that's one of God's purposes for us is to be excellent. Excellence. You know, I think about I think about David when you talk about that. Um, I think that a lot of times we think about the destination, the trophy, but the process is, is just kind of gets lost. Um, so if you think about David just out working with those sheep every day, it was a it was a training ground to whoop Goliath. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he wasn't in gym lifting, but he was lifting bales of hay or, you know, 
pushing the sheep the way they want to go, you know? So, you know, I, I see that. So when you, you talked earlier about music, like what song comes on and you're like, God's love is in that song. Well, when I listen to things, you know, I, I play the saxophone a little bit, not again, mm -hmm. just like my basketball, not all that great. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw, so I love John Coltrane. Oh, Coltrane right? jazz. Yes. Yeah, so mm. when I hear uh, soul eyes, mm -hmm. you know, or prayer or love supreme, like you're hearing that and it's coming straight from the source, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, another, like if you listen to, you know, like a lot of people get inspiration from like Mary J Blige and the, my life album, right? Yeah. Like that's one <laughs> that's you know, historically, like, you know, and you can hear it. Like when you're deep, dark and depressed, like you put that on and you don't feel alone in a lot of situations. Here it is. Right. So you're getting that. And so that's kind of, you know, that's that love that's, 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 kind of engulfing, engulfing us and like wrapping us in his arms because mm -hmm. we don't feel alone. I got it. You don't feel alone. God's with us, no. right? Emmanuel, right? Always. So I'm going to steal this from Brown Sugar. When did you fall in love with God's love? Uh, that's a great question <laughs> because, you know, it's like maybe from inception, mm -hmm. but maybe not. But maybe not, right? You know, maybe I'm not even there yet. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, because it's, you were evolving all the time and we, you know, we go through the times when we stray and that's another dope thing about God's love, right? Is no matter how far we stray, right? He's always waiting for us to come home. Mm -hmm. Prodigal it's son. Always, mm -hmm. always. And, and so, and he's always waiting with joy, right? Not to, to punish us when we come home, mm -hmm. not to look down on us when we come home, not to make us feel guilty, but just to love us and give us his kingdom. Mm. And so, you know, but, you know, I mean, it was ingrained in me early, you know, that God is love. And so there's nothing greater than that, that, that force, nothing greater than that feeling. Um, and we're always searching for it. And again, sometimes we stray. Oh, sometimes we stray. So speaking of straying and giving and, and, and receiving God's love, you're a husband and a father of two. What do you want your family to know or take away from God's love? The main thing is that it's unconditional. Unconditional, yeah. There's no, you know, there's no cost, right? Well, there is a cost, I should say. <laughs> he paid it he all. He paid it all, right? <laughs> and, you know, we have to carry Except that cross. Except for my student loans. Except <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, those hurt too, yeah, don't they? Like... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you know, but we got to carry that cross and bear it every day, mm -hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, that love is unconditional. And so my hope is that I'm reflecting that for my family and that they feel it. Um, and that I'm just a source for them to understand it better. Mm. That's the walk that I want to take. Um, and really for, and that's not just my family, you know, cause I, I do consider everyone my family. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be able to reflect that for anybody. You know, because I, I feel love is reflected in love. And so, you know, on my daily walk, you know, not only I want to be able to bless other people, but it blesses me mm. as much or more. Right. Because it brings me joy and harmony and peace when I have a love mindset in the morning as opposed to not. Mm. OK, so how do you plan on showering your family, which in your case is everybody? <laughs> with love on this Valentine's day. You know, the main thing, right. is just, 
you know, shower them with just that affection that I want to give. You know, that's just my immediate family, you know, the hugs, the kisses that, that I feel we all need, you know, that, that human touch, that, that feeling of belonging, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and just try to bring more just joy to people's lives in general. Um, and again, it's an everyday evolution. Mm-hmm. So it's not just Valentine's Day. This is not just Valentine's just, Day. <laughs> that's an important day to remember now. Yeah. Well, especially since you married. So. Yeah. I'm single. I, I can just go to Popeye's and kill myself like we talked about earlier. But you better remember. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> well, Mike has come by the everyday dope to tell us about God's love and how it's unconditional and how he's always waiting for us to come back. And it's also about giving affection. So we thank you for coming by here, Mike. We appreciate you. And we thank you for being dope. Now that's dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good afternoon. We are here with a doctor, the illustrious doctor. I am not a doctor. <laughs> You're not a doctor? What are you? I'm, not, I'm just a licensed clinical social worker. Oh, oh, licensed clinical social worker. Okay, <laughs> well, you've been working on my social life here for about two years. <laughs> and it's gotten a lot better because you are my therapist, so maybe you're not a doctor. Um, <laughs> but you've definitely fixed some things on me. <laughs> so um, you are clinical at something. And um, you've been married for how long? You just had a um, an anniversary? I have, yes, I did. I had a... 16-year wedding anniversary. 16 years. Yep, Together 19. Together 19. All right, Together 19. So, Tanita, you came to Everyday Dope to talk about the romantic version of love. We thank you for being here, of course. Um, So, how are you doing this lovely Saturday afternoon? I'm doing well. How are you? (laughs) Fantastic. Um, I just had a workout, so I need to bathe, but uh, (laughs) they can't smell me on the radio. That's true. (laughs) That's good. So, we're going to start you out right here. Why is marriage so dope? Marriage is dope because you have to choose being in love with somebody or loving somebody every day. Um, You have a partner. um, You have someone to go through tough things with. You have somebody to share happy things with. And somebody that loves you even in your imperfections. I love being married. I love the institution of marriage. Um, And it is dope. Mm. So you said choose. So you're saying that love is a choice of some sort, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, some Absolutely. people say that being in love is like hosh posh. You know, it's like the butterflies. So you're saying you get to choose the butterflies? Well, the butterflies happen in the beginning, mm. right? Okay. You're excited about all this potential. You're excited about the person that you met. Everybody's putting their best foot forward. There's all this hope. And that's kind of, you know, if you look at, um, relationship cycles you know that's what happens at the beginning um, as you get to know people you get to learn their imperfections and it, it does become a choice you choose to love somebody you choose to stay with them you choose to come home every day um, when you're married people say well there's a commitment and that's what you should do but no it's a choice hmm. absolutely a choice okay so you're admitting to being imperfect I never knew <laughs> yes, I have lots of imperfections. So what do you think like what's something that's imperfect about yourself that you think you you look at yourself and you're like, "Oh my god, my husband has to put up with this." Like what what's that thing? Ooh. Huh. <laughs> that's a good question. 
Now, what would he say? Yeah, what would he what say? Would either, say? either, either. Um, if it's different, if there's two not, things, and you need to you need your own therapist. <laughs> yeah, listen. So, so the thing that I would say that is imperfect about me is something that he complains about. I'm a workaholic, mm. number one. And I know people may not say, oh, that's not an imperfection. Uh, it is if your spouse thinks you work too much, um, because obviously that may be interfering with, you know, you know, their, the, the me time, the us time or whatever. Um, I definitely know my husband has said things to me about that, and I made some adjustments or tried to make some adjustments, but it's a constant thing for me. And whether it's, you know, whether it's I'm a workaholic or, you know, Whatever it is in a relationship, you have to listen to each other, and um, and you have somebody to bounce stuff off of you. That's one of the other things about um, being married because the person can look at you and they're with you, and they can shed light not only about the things that are awesome about you, but they also can give you a reflection of things that you may want to change and want to uh, you know improve on. And that person should be a safe place, you know, and a, p- a person that you trust that can say, hey, you know, you're doing this too much, or you're doing that too much. Um, I would probably say, you know, since some people might not say the workaholic thing is an imperfection, I yell too much. Mm. I'm passionate, right? And I'm I'm very chill, but after about three or four times, I will raise my voice. So I must say that probably is something that um, is an imperfection of mine that my husband looks over at me sometimes and says, why is the volume so loud? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you work just, a, I just look sometimes. <laughs> so you work a lot and then you yell out three or four times. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking three or four times is probably warranted. Like <laughs> I gave Thank you, you. <laughs> I gave you three times. You nicely the first time. Yeah, I probably should I tackle you was, the fourth time. <laughs> yeah. You know, even with my, you know, my children, you know, like, Listen, bro, I told you. Bro. I said it. I said it. I, that's a, that's something my my son says all the time. Bro. Nah, bro. We was like, we're not your bro. I'm your mother, you know, or that's your dad. But um but those are a couple of things I would definitely say he say I would need to, to check myself in. But but that's still okay because honestly, although I didn't think that, I really do work a lot, you know. And I really do yell. And I remember as a little kid, me thinking, who who did I get it from? I got it from my mother. <laughs> she mm-hmm. would yell after a while. And so, um, you know, being married helps you have somebody that can just check you. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody just can't walk up to me and check me. Right. But my husband can, you know, and I trust that he has my best interest at heart. And, yes, you can have it with a friend. And, yes, you can be by yourself and all of this stuff. Um can happen and be, you know, what it needs to be. But it's wonderful being married because you have somebody that you can trust to, to tell you, hey, you know, I want you to improve. Or I, I see that maybe this is an area you can improve in. And that's just a little part of it. But Okay. So it sounds like you're saying that marriage is a safe place to get better. Oh, I like that. That's what it's You need like. to write that down, Cedric. <laughs> You're the doctor. I'm mean, the, the, the clinical. <laughs> the clinical I'm the therapist. You're the, you're the therapist. Um, I'm the therapist. You're the therapist. But that's good. Yeah, like but I'm not. Person. But I'm not the expert. But mm. see, but I'm not the expert in the room. Yeah. My thing is, you're the expert over your own life. I help nice. you mm. along. Right? You got to own your own so, career. They say. That's right. That's right. So, um, so yeah, being married is awesome because you have somebody, a safe place 
yeah, to get better and be better. Mm. And um, and then not to mention the fun and the new adventures and just having somebody to share, you know, your life with. You think about spiritually, you have somebody to grow with. I mean, every 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 area that you could think of in your life, you have someone to, to grow with and somebody to share that with. And you still have your time where you do your own thing and they can do their own thing. But you have a partner. Mm. Yeah, that feels that's good. A, feels good to me. Feels good and it sounds good. Now, um, the last time I checked, there was like a divorce rate of fifty percent, something like that, something close to that. Why mm-hmm. is marriage so dope to you that you stayed? Well, first of all, I love my husband. Mm-hmm. So it has to start right there in the beginning. You love your, you love that person. You want to be married, stay married, stay committed, be in, you know, have the partnership. To me, it's all about, you know, commitment. And sometimes people feel like I've done all I can do. There's definitely some very clear cut cases of, and reasons for people, you know, not to be together. But I do think, you know, a lot of times people are like, I'm tired. I don't want to commit to choosing love (laughs) with this person anymore. Um, And so they're like, okay, I'm out. But you love your somebody husband. else. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So. Love chooses every time. I mean, if you think from a spiritual standpoint, we have every reason for God not to love us, mm, right? Exactly. But he does anyway. And so, yeah, I could tell you, I mean, I could give you 50 million reasons why, you know, I could have been divorced by now. I mean, we've been together 19 years. Trust me. We've been and seen a lot. But, um. I could be a statistic. I just choose not to. You choose, choose not, not to, to be. Mm, that is yep. amazing. You choose not to be. So you say yep. love is a choice. Choice to be in love. Choice to come home. Choice to cook the pasta. Choice to <laughs> not yell when people say that you're too loud. Um, well, so, sometimes it's love to yell anyway. <laughs> yes, love yelling. So what choice will you be making uh, this Valentine's Day to show your husband that he's your number one choice all over oh my again. goodness. Oh, I have no clue what we're going to do for Valentine's Day, but it will be fun. And as my uh, son always says, it's going to be epic. It's going to so be epic. My husband, it's going to be epic. My <laughs> husband is one of those. He gets into holidays or I don't even Valentine's Day. Not, it's not really a holiday, but he gets <laughs> into this stuff. So it's fun. And we have children. So now we have more people to share, uh, share you know, in it. Number one, we're, what we're going to do is make sure our children have a wonderful valentine's day we have two boys Mm -hmm. so we make sure that they have a good time and then we'll figure out what we're going to do you know i must admit being uh married you know these many years our uh hearts are really towards traveling more and that's what we find a lot of joy in but of course with you know covid we're not doing it as much but um i don't know i'll ask him and he'll ask me and then we'll come up with a surprise and on our anniversary we Went somewhere overnight, but we didn't exchange gifts or whatever. I think we're at the point where we like to give gifts, but we also are appreciating even more. Again, you know, just being with each other is is the prize, right? Being with each other so, is the prize. Yep. So, Tanita is saying that love, you guys, is a choice. A choice to be in love, a choice to stay in love. She has not made a choice on how to celebrate Valentine's Day because it's not a real <laughs> holiday, but they get into it anyway. <laughs> but 
because they have a family and two boys. Um, and she says that God has also made that choice to love us, even though we give him reasons not to. All right. So, Tanita, we thank you for making the choice to come to Everyday Dope to tell us about romantic and marriage love. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for being dope and amazing. And we appreciate you for coming by here. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And you're dope too, Cedric. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Everyday Dope picking up. Here we go on the Saturday afternoon with Miss Andrea Pendergrass. What's going on, Penny? Hey, I, I so rarely hear my full name, so I was like, <laughs> who is that girl? Educator, Pendergrass. People yes, just screaming your name all the time, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Mm, nice. Hello, Miss Pendergrass, how are you? I'm doing quite well. Uh-huh. Giving you my um, quiet storm voice. I see. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's the topic again? Where are we going? <laughs> Love, ma'am. It's Ooh. Valentine's Day. <laughs> I got a voice for the radio That's and true. a face for the radio, too. <laughs> no, no, I'm cute. Don't cheat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> so we're going to talk about brotherly love today. But first, you have on this lovely Michigan alumni shirt. You know, I'm hardly home, but always <laughs> repping. Yes, always repping. Let's go. So how do you feel about the retirement of Tom Brady? You know, I feel like... It's the Michigan difference. You know, <laughs> it, it's what we call the Michigan difference. It is the embodiment of just being preeminent, Ooh. of being just excellent, and truly just setting the bar to where who else can attain it, right? <laughs> so it, it's just it's something that for anyone, you know, we have the largest alumni network in the world. Whoa. So for anyone who, you know, is a Wolverine, just it's just you you can't, you know, it's it's not to be duplicated, you know what I'm saying? So mm. I'm excited. Um, it's just another example of, of our preeminence, you know, and I'll tell the haters, people can only hate on you when you're on the top. So oh. I would be um, <laughs> upset if we didn't have haters or if Tom Brady didn't have haters because that would mean that we weren't at the top. So, All right. So, I mean, before we get into brotherly love, mm-hmm. you know, since we just talked about Tom, who is, it could be an athlete, it could be anybody, who is your favorite Michigan alum? My favorite. Outside of yourself. Outside of myself. (laughs) Wow, that is an excellent question. Who is my favorite Michigan alum? No one has ever asked me that. Um, My favorite Michigan alum, and honestly, this is still Black History Month, is anybody who graduated from the University of Michigan that is black. That is my favorite (laughs) Michigan alum. All 0.35% of us (laughs) that went to, I mean, it's probably, it's a little bit higher than that. Mm. But, you know, my point is, is that just knowing what it takes and the fortitude and the things that we kind of have to go through and just being in that shared experience with people who look like me and being able to come through such a prestigious institution. Um, so though, that that is my those are my favorite alum. Anybody? What did Issa say? I'm rooting for everybody black. <laughs> yes. So that is my favorite alum. All right, all the black folks who went to Michigan that graduated. <laughs> Four, five, six. However long it took you. However long it took you. You're my favorite. It, it took me six, man. Listen, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're here to talk about brotherly love on Valentine's Day. So. Why is a brotherly love so dope? To me, it's so dope. And, you know, I, I'm definitely connecting it to just, you know, my walk as a Christian and with the Lord. But it's so dope to me because we were created to be relational beings. Mm. And a lot of times when people say that, they focus on a romantic relationship as in marriage or, you know, but it's in God's goodness. He doesn't wait until we find someone that we're in love with romantically for us to be able to experience love. So in any type of relationship that we have, we are supposed to experience and express love. 
And so I think brotherly love is important because you have those relationships in your life, those friendships, those close friendships where you can truly have commitment. You can have vulnerability. You can have authenticity. Um, you can experience that. And it lays a foundation for any other relationship that you have. And oh. so if you, if you really are not um, good, or I won't necessarily say good, but if you really have a hard time being in a friendship with someone and truly developing that level of love and your love walk, then you're going to struggle in your other relationships and romantic relationship or, you know, so I, I think that brotherly love is so dope because it just gives us an opportunity to not have to wait until we are with someone romantically to experience love. Mm, so it doesn't... You don't have to wait. You could just do it with friends. Yes. Right. Well, do do. No, no. <laughs> I told you Family this was going easy and fun. I told you. <laughs> you don't have to do friendship <laughs> with only romantic people. Exactly. Yes. Um, so you talked earlier about expressing love. So what does the expression of brotherly love look like? Um, I think the expression of brotherly love is really, like I said, just a commitment, um, similar values, shared interests, um, and a commitment to truly investing and wanting the best for the person for wanting the best for that person. Um, and it's not always necessarily easy, mm -hmm. but you are just committed, you know, that deep level of commitment to someone else and being able to allow them to be their authentic self, allowing them to be able to be vulnerable, that trust, all those different things that we actually look for, like in a romantic relationship, <laughs> yeah. and then you get practice with your friendships. And I also think too, like, not just in a friendship aspect, but you know, we're called to walk in love with everybody really you know mm -hmm. right um we're called to just be that beacon of light to anyone and i think that um that helps with that relational aspect that we're called to be as well good now earlier you talked about your walk of christ mm -hmm. and we know that our walk of christ is something that's sacrificial because he died for our sins right he sacrificed his body and his mm -hmm. soul so that we could be free right right and what it sounds like to me you're talking about is, you know, when you're dealing with someone, you may not have the same interest. Sounds like you're talking about sacrificial, right. being, you know, sacrificing for your friends. So give me an example where you just feel like somebody just sacrificed for you, one of your friends, and, you know, they just stood in the gap for you. Oh, I feel like I can, <laughs> all of my friends um, have stood in the gap for me and sacrificed for me um, at, at plenty of different times, but... Um, I can think in particular, and this is like a friend that we share, a best friend that we share, <laughs> but there is never a time where, you know, I moved here from Michigan. I didn't know anybody. Um, as soon as I graduated from college, came down here, didn't have, you know, any family, anybody. It was just me. And, um, you know, that was tough for someone being in their early 20s to kind of do that. But I think of all of the times where when I met um Shaquilla, that's what I was going to yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Our mutual best friend that we share, um, you know, just from that time, just taking me in, somebody that she really didn't know that well, and just over time, just constantly being there when I don't have family here, stepping in, being my family, whenever mm -hmm. I need something, just being that, that, that presence. So I think, like, that is just, like, a great shining example of brotherly love where you necessarily, you're not thinking of yourself first, but you're thinking of others first and you're letting that be an extension of everything that you do. Mm. So how do you define friend? I define a friend as to me, a friend is the family that you're not born into. 
So <laughs> the family me, that you're not born into. The family into. that you're not born into. Um, they say you don't get to choose your family. So choosing your friends is very important. Mm. So to me, um, a friend is someone who knows everything about you and still says, you know what? I'm still going to stick it out with this person. I know the good, <laughs> the bad, the ugly, the pretty, not so pretty. But at the end of the day, um, I'm committed to aligning myself with this person to to make sure that they reach their goals and their purpose. And it should be vice versa, right? It's definitely not just one-sided. Um, both people should be in it and reflect and do that. Mm. So brotherly love, you're saying it does not have to be romantic. No. But it is sacrificial. Mm-hmm. And they do stand in a gap for you. Mm-hmm. But on this lovely Valentine's Day. Right. And you said it's an expression. Uh-huh. You know, So how are you going to express your love to your family that you were not born into that I wasn't born into <laughs> how are you going to express that love on valentine's day mm, that's a great question all of these are really good questions <laughs> i think that um honestly and and just me as a person i'm not a very verbally expressive person like i don't necessarily say like i love you out loud to a lot of people all the time right I, i'm a more of an action person mm. um so i believe that what you do kind of shows what you um how you value someone. But I think that this time I might change it up, 2022. Uh-oh. You going to buy a car? <laughs> but no, I do Reese's buy cars. Pieces? Well, see, because I, I like to write things. I'm not a verbal. But I oh. think that I might step outside of the box and, like, just truly kind of, you know, have a conversation with my friends. Or maybe, I don't, I don't want to do a text, because I can do a text. But, like, mm. verbally just kind of express to them, you know, what they mean to me and, and how they've impacted my life. Um Thus far, so I think I'm gonna do some verbal expressions, step outside of my comfort zone, cause like I'll I'll send a text, mm-hmm. I'll do a card or a gift. Those are easy things for me to do, but let's do 2022 is the year of getting out your comfort zone. So I think mm. I'm gonna breaking them all. Mm-hmm. I think you should write a rap song like your fellow Detroitan Eminem and write a Stan Valentine version. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's like manic love. That's, <laughs> that's obsessive love. That's a different. Well, we're not gonna cover that on this show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> What is it? Um, you know, fatal attraction. Right, <laughs> right. You might die in this love. Show. <laughs> different, different show. show. Right. Whole different kind of podcast. All right. So, brotherly love, sacrificial. It is your family that you were not born into. Mm-hmm. And guess what? She also loves all the black people <laughs> who went to Michigan. <laughs> I know. I was like, that I'm survived. Like, it's like history month, so I'm not going to censor myself. I'm going to let that ride out. <laughs> hey, room for everybody black. Yes. And that's all good. <laughs> Ms. Pendergrass, you are wonderful. We thank you for coming by here to express brotherly love. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, And we thank you for being dope. We thank you for being a great friend. And we love you. Love you too. Now that's dope. (laughs) All right, we are at Everyday Dope now with Mr. Brett Stafford. What's going on, Brett? Hey, man. What's going on? (laughs) Can we edit that? We don't edit anything on Everyday Dope, sir. We just have a conversation. It's all okay, good. we just gonna roll it. Yeah, we'll roll it. Now, um, you come after. It's all good. I want the people to know that I met you on Twitter, so I've never seen your face before. Um, but just the interactions we had, I know you're such a cool guy. And um, won't you tell the people a little bit about? your project with these shirts and jerseys that you showed me the other day uh, with the representation of Atlanta. Oh yeah. We, um, I started an apparel website called guiltabuse.com and it's, uh, I just, I just get these, uh, ideas and want to put them on a shirt. Um, some of them are like Falcons or, or Atlanta Hawks related. And I want, I had an idea for, 
soccer jersey um where like this uh any any kind of pop culture entity that you can think of it's a what if they were a a soccer team and um one one i have in, in my in the works is what if the green power ranger was a soft soccer team <laughs> and i built i built a kit around that right and uh it's it's on the way it had some production issues but it, that one's on the way so this uh this picture i showed you um was a charitable idea um based on the marta bus that blocked the atlanta uh, the, the georgia dome um i noticed that on uh, the side of the bus there was a billboard and the um billboard was for a stroke mm. association and it had the fast um slogan that they used uh, the the face drooping arm weakness um speech slurring and then you need time to call 911 um so i was like you know what what if we put marta imagery on a jersey uh with the, their vibrant colors um the where the kit sponsor normally would be mm-hmm. um we, we put the the fast slogan right right across the chest the chest um because if somebody sees somebody in the wild uh wearing that they'll ask hey what's that about <laughs> right. like, hey, that's for the you know the american stroke association um we've got some uh we got a georgia state outline uh, there's an homage to the georgia dome on the crest um and i thought that would be a pretty cool way to raise some funds for the i think we're going with the american stroke association or what's the one you don't you um we um we represent uh or we actually raise money with my flag football team for Crohn's and colitis as well as red Re- rehabilitation enables dreams so those are a couple that we work with with our team so like i think it's crazy dope that you're doing it because i know you're really big into music so i was like i bet you'd be like i wonder if, what if outcast was a soccer team you know <laughs> but i guess <laughs> but i that's, guess they, i guess they got enough, i guess they got enough jerseys though you know <laughs> yeah we're um definitely going to have like a some sort of alien uh kit in the near future um that's definitely the work mm-hmm. so brett we're here to talk about love um so we're going to jump into that part um so you're doing parental love so what i want to know from you we're going to start you out this way why is having the opportunity to show love to your son so dope oh man it's it's the greatest thing um the, uh, it's just like a, a mini version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the we'll lost the words here. Um, I felt like in my mind I had a, a thousand things to say, <laughs> and now I've got. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, now just tell us why it feels good. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like you're lost of words because it's, it's just deep. Like, it's just like uh, 
I don't know in, if you watch The Office, uh, there's a character called Andy Bernard. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, he says, I wish there was a, a way to know when you're in the good old days before you've left them. And I've, I've noticed that like a lot of parents are, will try to like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of that. And then like every, every like teachable moment I see is, is like. You're like diving into it. I, I, I try to run to those moments mm-hmm. and, and try to like squeeze every bit of juice out of, out of the right now that I can. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It does. So, so like when, when they're in the, Hey, look at me in the, the, the million questions an hour phase. <laughs> it's just like, all right, I'm going to answer every question. All right. It's just like, so, so much fun to just see them grow and, and see them surprise you. Like there, there are moments where like you try to teach them, you know, this, this amount and then they, come back um, doubled the, the amount of knowledge. I don't know if that makes sense what I just said. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it kind of does. Yes. So it's like you, you're running to the teachable opportunities, right? So it's like yeah. you, you, you can very easily be like, you know, like I don't have biological children, mom, but I do have a godchild that's mine. And so I kind of understand that, you know, yeah. you have these teachable moments and you run into it. It's very easy to just get tired. Right, but you're saying you're jumping all yeah. on those things. And I'm pretty sure at some yeah. point that can get challenging. So what does that dope love for a child look like for you when your ch- son is at his most challenging? Uh, what, was, what was the question again? Like, so you, you talked about how sometimes the kids are asking a lot of questions and it can get irritating, but you run to those those things, but when you do get tired and your child is the most challenging, how does that the, the dope love that you have for your son? How does it show up then? Oh, it's just um, oh. once again, I'm not really. How does that? No, what I'm saying is when he's getting on your nerves, what do you do? <laughs> um, I just, um. I don't know. He doesn't really get on my nerves. Okay. You're blessed. You're blessed. He's he's a really cool kid. You Mm. know, he's like, I've read, um, you know, where other like parents will get annoyed or or whatever. And I'm like, maybe my kid's cool. (laughs) Where I like, I try to, I try to like put my, myself in his shoes. Like he doesn't know, you know everything i don't know everything but he doesn't know what i know all uh, like so like i try to frame it my mind as he's just he's like if he's frustrated at something i try to like um, put myself in his shoes instead of my shoes and just try to keep myself than you are <laughs> yeah because so. he's the one that doesn't know a lot and what he's trying to do is just find it out so what yeah because there's, there's communication like at every like toddlers and like infants are 
are crying because they're hungry or don't they know how something. to say what, say what they need. Mm-hmm. You know, toddlers do that. Kids do that. You, you know, we, we think that they're, oh, they're this mature, but sometimes they're not. And we, um, I kind of got lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so they, they just need guidance. So what yeah. you're what you're saying is that you know you have a cool kid. Um, you like to show the love that you have for him by like never getting frustrated, understanding that if you put yourself in his shoes, where well, he's just as confused as maybe you are, or more confused because he doesn't know a lot of things, but you know more. You're just taking the opportunity to make sure that you can teach him at any given turn, correct? Yeah. So how do you plan on uh, showing your love for your son on this Valentine's Day? This Valentine's Day, I'm going... Actually, you know what? I'm not really big on Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, like, if, if there's somebody that, you know, I love, I tell him I love you all the time. I also tell time. him, hey, you are my favorite person on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of my big phrases because there's like what seven billion people on the planet mm-hmm. and and you're number one so i think that's a pretty cool uh <laughs> way, to, way to way to frame my love for him in a way that's, uh, that's easy to comprehend um i'm not huge on valentine's day i'll i'll send somebody um uh, i'm i'm the frugal person that's <laughs> like hey let's go to dinner on the 13th yeah. Or <laughs> me, me too. Or the fifteenth. <laughs> or like I'll um I'll write my own card instead of buying one. Or uh, I've donated yeah. uh, like trees in the in the forest instead of getting roses. Mm. <laughs> so it I'm terrible and terrible at Valentine's Day. <laughs> I see, but you're not <laughs> terrible at love, though, sir, because you're very patient. It sounds like. And you're teaching your son whenever you get a chance. Uh-huh. So like uh every day is the fourteenth. Every day is the fourteenth. Exactly. Happy Valentine's Day. Absolutely. So Britt, it sounds like to me what you're saying is, hey, I'm patient. I make sure that whatever questions my son has, I'm going to answer them. And I teach him whenever I get a chance. All right. And we appreciate you for saying that. We think that that perspective on love is absolutely dope. And I am also appreciate the fact that you're terrible at Valentine's Day because I am too. <laughs> but we definitely thank you for coming by here to talk about parental love on Everyday Dope. We appreciate you. We thank you for being dope. And we're going to holler at you on the other side. Thank you for tuning in to Everyday Dope. We hope you were inspired to live in your dopeness and celebrate the dopeness around you. Don't forget to rate, review, and share with your crew. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter at My Everyday Dope. I'm your host, Mr. Sheffield, and we will see you on the other side. the other side. Happy Valentine's Day. Hey. Yeah.